Welcome back to Retail Therapy, the Sunday Scaries podcast feed. Now the Retail Therapy feed. It's a beautiful thing. My name's Will DeFries. Barrett Dudley, how are we doing today? And we're doing great. I'm I'm uh, I'm very excited to be here for for this particular episode. All episodes really, but especially this one. This one um, this one feels different. You know, I've been on I've been on my in and out grind just in that notes app doing mm-hmm. work the but last no. like 48 hours, you know what I mean? And I think I I think I've got some good stuff. To pull back the curtain, uh, Barrett does something that's much more noble than me when he's keeping his in and out list where he allows me to see it get updated in real time. I don't have I don't have the confidence in my list to let you see me update it in real time. There are things to, that to, I'm just taking oh, out. Okay, to be, to be completely honest, I did not even realize that I was operating in a shared note. I had that fear, and I almost didn't bring this up because of that. <laughs> but I enjoy the fact that I can see what you're doing. I you mean, are you're just watching the the you watching it all work. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah I really got inside um, the mind of Baron Dudley. The, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's that's something for you. That's um, well, it's with a heavy heart that uh, I, I have to do what I'm about to do, but. I did just have a near-death experience in the office. Um, it was very dramatic. Uh, it's we're lucky to even be recording right now, and we might have lost a pair of J. Crew faded stone chino shorts uh, with a five-inch inseam. Yeah. As uh, before this before this episode started recording, I decided I was going to light a candle, really shift the vibe in here for a few minutes. And uh, I wanted to light a scented candle. I was going with the what? Did, what do we go with today? Is That's this, Panic Room. That's we went with the Panic Room candle yeah. from Vela Box. Right. And as I struck the match with my uh, trusty diamond matches, only the best, uh, it broke and uh, the match went flying onto my lap and I went up in flames. It was just, it was a scary moment and now my shorts are potentially ruined. Randy, you seem to have some thoughts on this. This is your second uh, near-death experience because you almost died to some fresh jalapenos earlier today too. I did. I did. It's been a labor today. It's been, it's been hard. Uh I'm playing with fire today. Whether you re- you it's really, the- really are. And I didn't actually know that you were tr- attempting to to light a scented candle. I thought you were just over there being a pyro. No, just, no. You know, light and matches like it's like it's 1998 again. Um, I had a streak. And then when I when I saw you drop that match, do you know what the, my very first thought was? Was like, oh, please don't be the Todd Snyders or the Bodies. And, yeah, that would have been tough. And it and they weren't. And yeah. I felt good about that for you. I did something, and, and for me because I, I I can't I can't watch a good short die like that. You well, know what I mean? I also I almost ruined my Bodie shorts last <laughs> night because I did wear them to Matt's El Rancho, and if you wear something to Matt's, That's you bold. know that it's That's going bold. to either get stained with something or it's just going to absolutely smell yeah, like yeah. fajitas and finishing sauce, mm-hmm. and that that was my fear. So I made it out scot free. I have not smelled the shorts since, but I might need to put them in the freezer for a bit. Hey, well, uh, speaking of fire, I got a question for you. Yeah. How are we feeling about white dinner jackets? Okay, this is a this is a very this is a very uh, aggressive lapel here we have it's, it's for, a, for it's, having. It's a super aggressive shawl collar lapel. Do you want a little? Can I, you want a little update on my my tuck shopping experience? Yeah, I do. I'm feeling pretty defeated by the by the entire thing. Um, it's not. It's going okay, but it's not going great. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I feel I usually just like when like you know like when putting together a look an outfit getting ready for an occasion whether that be a vacation or a photo shoot or or a black tie event such as my own personal wedding you know I feel like I like I like I know what I'm doing and I'm just going to conquer the experience overall mm-hmm. tuxedo shopping has conquered me yeah and I and I'm I'm here and I'm ready I'm ready to admit that um but I, I I visited Suit Supply this weekend. Okay, and I think it's I think it's now the new leader in the clubhouse. It's pretty good. It's, it's pretty, pretty good. good. It's a it the the price is right. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I was able to try on the Sid Mashburn tuxedo over the weekend, uh, and as as lovely as everybody working at Sid Mashburn has been, it just it didn't. I, I don't think it was the one. You know, you know. I just I couldn't say yes to the dress, and and uh, did suit supply on Sunday. Felt a little bit better. Can pretty much dial everything in fully custom for a real nice price. You can. But at the same time, I'm just, I'm not like, I, I'm not floored by anything. I'm not, I'm not, you know, shooting finger guns at myself in the mirror because I'm so, I'm so razzed about, about the way that I look. I get it. And so I'm just like, do I need a, do I need to step it up a notch? Do I need to go, do I need to stand out in, in, in the crowd? Do I need to look into something like an ivory dinner jacket? There was a part of me when I was going through the tux, uh, you know, ordeal myself, where I thought that if we did a full big black tie wedding, mm -hmm. that I might go a white dinner jacket yeah. and just and just be that guy and just do it. Uh, once we shrunk it down, though, I was right. like, that just seems a little a little unnecessary. Yeah. But you are having a large wedding. Oh, you yeah, are doing yeah. it like doing it up. I think that this would work very well for you, Barrett. Yeah, I might have to I might have to bring this in just just to see what it looks like. You know what I mean? Just for I didn't know Off-White off was doing collabs with for Suit Supply. <laughs> for uh for research purposes as we say. I honestly what I'm worried about most with this with this look is I don't know if it's as flattered. Like 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 do I have the right complexion to be flattered by an ivory dinner? Well, that's jacket? why that's why you know? God made spray tans. And yeah, we know that. That's we're, true. That is true. Here yeah. at retail therapy, we're no stranger to just a little spray tan. That's we are not. I almost put being pale on my out list, but I thought that was too that 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 it, it, it pale works in, in some certain situations and you know, you can't be you can't just be out there just soaking up all the vitamin D every yeah, single day. That's bad for the bad that's bad for your health as as discussed last week. So I I I I, I took that off. But I just do I really just love a tan. I this love is a the little, most I love pale a little I've bronze. Been. I love a little bronze. Like this was my pale summer. Like I, I stayed in the shade this summer. Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't get out in the sun very often. If I was out in the sun for an extended period of time, it was probably playing around a golf or sitting at the pool somewhere. And I didn't do much of that this summer, so I, I feel good about my skin as it currently stands right now. I actually had to cancel an appointment last week in order to record with uh, the ladies so we could do our uh, our women's fall fashion preview. We had an absolute blast last week. Uh, I had my wife Sally on. We had Barrett's fiance Laura on, and we discussed uh, women's fashion. We brought we brought in the big guns to talk about the stuff that that we might not have a total good beat on, and it was a fun time. It was a fun time. Go check that out because today it's going to be dude heavy. Uh, we've got a lot on the docket today, but before we get started today, let's start off with our good friends over at Squarespace. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. So whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time all in one place all on your terms. 10 years ago, I used Squarespace to start Sunday Scaries, and I still have the website hosted on Squarespace today. There are so many different features that are just so simple and easy to use. If I ever send you to the website, you might just be like, man, he's pretty quick at making these web pages. He just made this page out of nowhere. And guess what? That's how easy it is. I have no web development expertise. I have no training in that. It's so easy to just create a website from the templates that they have, to collect emails for a mailing list, to sell a product. There are just so many different things. You can even blog on there, which is what I wanted to do first and foremost. Go check out Squarespace. Head over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash sundayscaries to save 10% off of your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash sundayscaries to save 10% off of your first purchase of a website or domain. 
real uh, retail therapy listeners out there will know that the reason that we do retail therapy in the first place is because we started doing the fall fashion episode of the Sunday Scaries podcast. Then we started doing a little uh, gift guide. A gift guide. And suddenly yeah, yeah. we just found ourselves just doing this thing. And it's time right now to discuss some fall trends that we've seen pop up, some things that we might want to dip our toe in. I'm not saying that these are all things that we want and that we love, but these are just simply things that I think are kind of popping up more and more right now. Uh, where do we begin here, Bear? Do you have anything top of mind that you just want to get out there? Uh, the first thing that I want to get, get out there is that um, as 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 listeners, you know, as regular listeners also know, I'm in uh, I'm in no spend September currently, which may which which may extend into um, I've got to think of something alliterative, but I can't off the top of my head. So uh, may this may this may well go into October at the very least. It's a it's a tamped down spending season for your boy. Um, as I'm pulling up tuxedos and <laughs> and the like, where the where the money is being diverted. So I just the first thing that I'm going to say is looking around at the online shops and stores. You know, doing a little window shopping between Uniqlo, Abercrombie and Fitch, and J Crew. Pretty much everything that we're going to talk about today can be had for a very reasonable price. Correct. That's yeah. kind of what I was finding too. Uh, like the way that I prepare for these episodes is I just try to go to like any brand that I would ever think about going to to shop for myself. I go to those and then I try to go to brands that are like the fallback. Like, oh, I don't mm -hmm. want to spend a bunch right. of money and just yeah. try to see what is going on between these. And what I found was that a lot of the things that we are going to talk about today are on these websites and like they all kind of look a little similar. Yeah, yeah, they do. And they, I think they each, you know, this was a drum that I always used to beat back in the day for, uh, you know, for both Grand X, for columns that I would write and then on Club Cool and now here. But like I, the, the key really is that, that each of them all kind of do something well. They each do something well. But like you can't just shop Abercrombie. Yeah. You know, or it be, because you're going to run into things that feel a little too cheap or that don't quite have the quality that you're looking for. And you can't just shop J. Crew, or else you're going to look like you're like trying a little too hard to do like a prep nor'easter thing. Yeah. And you can't just shop Uniqlo or else it's all too basic and yeah. too minimal. You know, so it's really like 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 for when when you're shopping these trends and you're more on a budget, like it's really just about finding the gems, mixing and matching and to kind of put it all together in a way that feels like you, that feels individual and still you know, kind of remains on trend. So that's, huh. that's, that's the first thing that I, I wanted to pop out there. I don't even know where to start with my list. I think I have one, two, three, four. I have five things. Is there anything on your list that you, that you see that overlaps with mine that we can kind of kick things off? With? Man, let's see. Um, hmm. You know what? Here's where I'm going to start. I'm going to start with the very first thing on my list. Cause okay. I think it'll, it, it will talk to some of these other things that, that we have on the list. Deal. Uh, the, and and people always want to know about outerwear, right? Like yeah. ja jackets, I feel like is a very common question. Yes. Um, and so the the and we did we touched on this a bit last week, uh, where we were focusing mostly on women's fashion, but in men's the the dominating silhouette for a jacket is basically what I call a work jacket. Mm -hmm. Now that can be pretty vague. So more specifically, it's like a mechanic jacket or like. You know, some, some something uh, because a work jacket could be like a chore coat, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I almost think of like the mechanics jacket as being like just a shorter version, almost. Yeah, but um, but let me. I'm 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 finding my links here. I've got you know, as always, just yeah. just one too many tabs open. 
Um, but like, I, this is a classic version from, you know, from, from one of the original originators of the style. Right. And this is a fully waxed version from Dickies that I believe has like maybe like a corduroy or contrast collar as well. But this style can be found almost anywhere that you go right now. Yeah. Like throw a dart at a website and they will have a jacket that looks like this. And like, there's really three kind of big key elements here. The first is the cut, which is typically more cropped. Mm hmm right? The second is it just has a regular collar, a yeah. very simple classic collar. And then the third is that it's a zip closure and that's it. Like that's really, those, those are the key elements. Like they come in all sorts of, you know, constructions and fabrics and, you know, contrast collars or not, or solids or some are padded, some are not like, it's just, it's super simple. It's super classic kind of goes with everything. It's ripe for layering because it's not as heavy as like, you know, a big top coat or, or even as warm sometimes as like maybe like a fleece jacket. Um, and so it's, it's, uh, and that, that's the other thing about them is that I feel like they're actually pretty well priced because of their simplicity yeah. and the way that it's just and, fabric and the, 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 you know, the, the fabric that they usually pick for these types of things. Do you think that it's just like a change in style or do you think, or do you think it's maybe just a change? I, let me rephrase how I'm going to ask this question. Are zippers outweighing buttons now for closures? Because I feel like the the chore jacket was always so button heavy. And now this almost feels like a little more biker mechanic-y. Are we going to see more zippers this, this season as opposed to the button closure? Yeah, I think, yes, I, I, I think so. I think there's something very kind of like, uh, old world about the buttons and the zippers have like a little bit more of, uh, I don't know what it is exactly, but they just feel very like, uh, they just feel a little newer mm -hmm. it, and, and I don't think that that's really the right word for, for what I'm trying to get across, but like a button just feels almost like dowdy. Do you know what I mean? Like they don't, yeah. they're, they're not always, but yeah. like they're, they're just more traditional. They're more, they like have like an elegance about them where yeah. like something about a zipper is just a little bit more, you know, ready, ready to rumble. I feel like, like, I feel like we're the, the skew towards biker and outdoorsman versus the skew towards pottery and arts and crafts feels a little more real. I feel like it's a little more rugged this season. Yeah. We're, we're not doing our, we're not doing our pandemic activities of, of doing pottery and paper mache where we're actually going out in the wilderness or at least trying to appear as though we're going out in the wilderness, which is something else that I have uh, something on my list that I have is just the, the sheer amount of tonals and uh, just like earth tones and just everything. That's nothing new from for fall. But it just feels like you go to a website right now and everything is just this like brown, green, like the plum, the Merlot, the burgundy, like all those things. And it just all is it's giving hunting to me. It's giving it's giving outdoorsmen. Yeah, there uh, the, the sites that we mentioned up top, um, Uniqlo, Abercrombie, like very much agree that it is a lot of olives. It's a lot of browns. Everything that I was putting in my cart seemed to be in those colors. You have you mentioned how like brown is kind of what you're gravitating towards. That's yeah. kind of that's kind of where I am too. Is it is it the Bodhi and, effect? Because Bodhi's been brown like generally brown for so long, and now like I just feel like all these colors are like just feeling like that to me sometimes. So okay, you remember last week when we were talking about the girls about the ballet flat yeah. resurgence? Yeah. When uh, I we I think I popped over to a, a post from Diet Prada. Okay. About ballet flats where. By and large, the millennials were in the comments complaining about mm -hmm. it. And a, a term that I kept here or that I kept seeing pop up is this this kind of um, 
uh, maybe an unwillingness or a wariness about returning to something called recession core. Okay. <laughs> I have not heard recession core. Yeah. That's our aesthetic of the week because we were not prepared for one. <laughs> and so you can definitely find articles and, and columns written this year about a potential return to recession core. But the last time was like after the housing collapse in 2008 mm -hmm. when ballet flats and minimalism and like a bunch of the recession core kind of tropes were hitting in that late 2000s, early 2010s era. And so there does seem to be a return to some of those themes. And I think it's I think it's in the simplicity of a, of a zippered work jacket. I think it's in the kind of drab colorways, olives and browns mm -hmm. and super neutrals and grays and like, you know, uh, like, like very, very, very few. We haven't gotten to a pop of color yet on the Abercrombie none, website. Like none. I mean, it's you all know? tan. Like here's here's a, here's a screen print that for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So it's a team that's giving a, a you know it's a sports team that's giving a little pop of color, but like yeah, there, there's there's um you know it, it, and and even in 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 the way that like workwear resurges or the double knee pants that you that you have that we'll talk like that we'll talk about on this list. Like yeah, there's there's something uh, brewing there. That's 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 almost like uh, it 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 feels a little bit like the counterbalance to some of like the two thousands Y two K nineties like insanity maximalism that's mm -hmm. happening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I I I love that this is actually what it is right now, just because it does lend itself to being very easy to match a lot of these items together, especially from different collections when everything is in this like same palette. I I have found historically for me matching like earth tones is like one of the easiest things you can do. I mean, it's very simple to reach into your closet, find something and do it. And so like, there's never a better time than fall to do it. And there's never a better time than fall 2023 to do it. It feels like, um, like one of the things I had on here was vests that I've been seeing, but it's not, I don't even think vests are like more popular than they were before, but this is almost just noting the change in vests that I've been seeing. It's not like you're getting your Patagonia full zip, like warm vest. You are getting vests that look like they are made to go out in a field and shoot like a bird. Uh, I originally saw this on ALD, Randy. Thank you. Um, <laughs> when they, on their first fall winter drop this year, but I've been seeing it other places too. And it's just more of that, like, I don't know, just kind of like English countryside cl clothing core right now. Yeah. And again, I mean, that's something that like maybe from Barbara or Filson, you could potentially see with buttons. Ame's doing the zipper here. Mm -hmm. Uh and and yeah, there uh yeah. Maybe this is all because, you know, when we all inevitably lose our jobs to the artificial intelligence, we will have to go back to doing things like foraging for nuts and hunting and, and hunting gathering. for for our, you know, for our sustenance, right? Things of that nature, yeah. Yeah, things of that nature. Um, a little bit uh, you know, maybe getting ready for the uh the apocalypse type of stuff, a little doomsday prep. If I'm going to go out, just know that I will go out layered up in some beautiful clothes because that is going to be all I care about at that point. I know I'm not going to survive longer than some people. I'm uh, not made for that. I think a really, really big one that's just kind of everywhere right now that's on your list and and, and it would have been on mine as well is corduroy. Yes. That is, that's, that's the fabric of the season for sure in men's stuff. Traditionally, have you been a corduroy por person in your life? Like, do you consider yourself to be, do you own corduroy currently? Or is this something that you'd have to go out and find like a current, uh, a more current, uh, version of? Yeah. Uh, I own a little bit of corduroy. Um, again, I, I think back to like when I was, uh, kind of first kind of 
in my in my initial post college era of getting back into fashion, um, and I had some some corduroy pants that they were bad. They were bad corduroy pants. Oh, you hate to hear that. They do you have, were, any, do you have they, any photos of this? I don't think so. I don't think so. I if I'll, I'll, maybe I'll try to find one. I can I can drop it in an email or something. But um, recently, I do have a really nice like micro cord shirt from Beams mm-hmm. from a year or two ago that I really really like. And then I've got kind of an outrageous pair of cargo pants um, that are also in like a really thick wide whale cord. Okay. But the the, the what I'm seeing a lot of right now is you know like a lot like this j crew shirt here is uh is corduroy and shirting yeah and then that that kind of branches into like maybe like a like a heavier corduroy and we're in a whole shirt jacket but i feel like if you go on a like huckberry right now it's like it's just a shitload of corduroy shirts I mean, and, and shirt jackets i'll probably be buying a corduroy shirt this fall yeah. i don't own any corduroy currently the last thing i owned that was corduroy was a pair of corduroy pants from J. Crew that I got on deep discount that had a bunch of pheasants all over them, and I bought them for a Halloween costume. Yeah. They were size 30, 28, and so they do not fit me anymore. <laughs> uh, I don't own, yeah, I don't own any corduroy right now, but there's something about, I almost, I've never been a flannel shirt guy. Like, I don't dislike the look on other people, but for me, I just don't buy a lot of flannels. You know, transferring that like i almost feel like a micro cord corduroy shirt can replace that in my wardrobe and i would be very happy with Uh, that replacement yes 100 um flannels and like plaid flannels are something that have really i I mean one of the longest lasting things i can remember in recent memory right like season after season after season like like a solid plaid flannel is in the mix it's in the repertoire and so i think inevitably we're going to get a little bit tired of that and start looking for new ways to mix in, you know, if not pattern, then texture at the very least. Yeah. Because, I like the, I like the texture play of the corduroy. Know, it's j- different. And I like, I haven't seen it in a long time, at least on people that I, I am around that I like the way they dress. But, uh, but yeah, gen- generally it's like, you know, if we're going to do, I, you don't see a lot of like solid color shirts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you've got white, Light blue dress shirts. Those are classics. Yeah. Oxford, maybe in a light blue or a light pink even. But then like, where do you see just like a solid green shirt in just like a cotton twill? You Weird, know, that's not- weirdly enough, weirdly enough, I was in my closet the other day and I was looking for something to wear to dinner and we were going to a nicer restaurant. So I wanted to dress a little nicer. I also knew that the crew that we were rolling with was going to dress nicely because that's what they, they do. And I feel kind of the pressure to dress up to them. And I had the absolute pleasure earlier this year of getting a, it might've been last year of getting a, a, uh, uh, a gift package from Air, a, spelled A Y R. Sure, not not pronounced A Y R. And it had this uh, this wool shirt that's like very fine, thin wool shirt that was green that I never really wore that much. But I think part of the reason I didn't wear it that much was because I didn't I don't have a lot that I can wear it with. It's just a dark green button down shirt, and I put it on, and I was like, there was something blank about it. It's a it's an awesome shirt, but there was something blank where I was like, I feel like I need something else on this. I feel like I need to like toss a layer on, put a sweater over my shoulders, even though it's 95 degrees outside or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but like now I almost think that the play for me with that shirt is just to 
put on something underneath it and just leave it a little more open and just wear it like that. But sure, sure. It, it's a it's an unnatural thing for me right now to put on a, a button down shirt that's not the blue or the white and tuck it in and wear it out. Like it just feels unnatural. Did you go? You did you go tuck? You, you tucked your shirt? You know what? I did go tuck. Yeah, I did go tuck. I, I had some uh, some pants that I I had never tucked a shirt into and I tucked it in. I thought you know what? This is nice. I had a little higher rise to them, so it made my Made my torso look a little shorter and my legs a little longer. Well, I got to ask because the next thing on my list is belts. So what did you, uh, what'd, what'd you belt up with? Oh, man. You asked like the one question about this fit that I just did not want to talk about. <laughs> like it's, it's uh, I belted up Barrett with a belt that I've probably had for about 15 years. It's a Polo Ralph Lauren black belt with a silver buckle. It's very generic and I bought yeah. it for weddings uh, in my early 20s. And for some reason, it's just lingered. I think because it just has stayed in very nice condition. But belts are something that... Uh, I need to reinvest in my go-to belt currently is just like an ostrich belt from Tacova's that is more it's it's just pretty good for utility purposes but I wouldn't say it has like a, a heavy amount of style what are you seeing in the belt world these days well so we've talked about a few things uh already work jackets with a more cropped cut uh, we kind of mentioned, I think last week, a little bit about like guys t-shirts needing to be a little bit shorter for mm -hmm. the baggier pant silhouettes um and then you just mentioned tucking in a tucking in a shirt, like all of these things are kind of like combining to mean that your belt is being shown off more than it ever has, you know, in, in, in the last like 10, mm -hmm. 15, 20 years. Right. And I think that the, the, especially on runways and especially when we're, we're layering up and doing lookbooks and like putting all of our fancy stuff together, I'm just seeing a lot of tucks out there. Um, and, I'm okay uh, with it. I, I, I like tucking. Yeah. And so that that's just the, the opportunity is back to kind of like display a belt. And I think that uh, the belt looks have, have shifted a little bit. I think earlier this year, you had a Western belt on your I wish did, list. I did. They didn't, that was something that I, I didn't see much of after I put it on my in list. Yeah, they're, they're, they're out there, baby. And they're, they're, uh, they're loving every second of it. Um, I've got one here from, from Nudie at a really nice $80 price point um, with that classic kind of like Western buckle and a Ranger set with the, with the metal tip. Um, so we got that going for, you know, for, for a little while, the one that I've really noticed this season, um, and I'll start here with just, uh, let's see, with pulling up the, uh, the Ame Leon door fall 23 lookbook, uh, is a, is what's called, I believe is called a spur belt. And, um, it's sorry guys, I, these damn taps, just too many. I mean, today. you're the tab king. I'm the tab king. And I did not do a good enough job of. Of uh, of culling them before, or at least organizing them properly before. So the sp I the spur on belt is is just simply it's it's the belt that looks like it has an actual spur on it that just kind of clips in to the back side. Yeah, of the it's belt. it's almost got like a wishbone yeah look to it. Um, and there were a couple featured in the uh, uh, on the waists of the female model in the ALD lookbook. Here's here's one where it's like oh. That's definitely not on the site yet, right? This is not on the site yet. And I don't even, I assume it's a Name belt, but it's possible that that it's not. Um, but it's just like, I do like that. It's kind of fresh, yeah, right? Yeah, it is kind of it fresh. It looks, it's it's very, um, what's the right adjective? Like equine? Like it yeah. looks, it looks associated with horses. This is, this is the Yellowstone core bleeding in. Uh, in, in some way, shape or form. And then, uh, you know, at a real nice price point, speaking of Sid Mashburn, 
has a really nice one inch thick, which I, which is a, a, a width for belt that I think is like super classic and, and is always in style, uh, regardless of, of kind of the trending belt widths, you know, we were very narrow for a little while. Um, but this is a really nice one that would be a super easy pickup if you're just looking to, to kind of knock this trend out and not worry about when Ame drops the $160 one. Yeah. Just go get this Sid Mashburn one. Uh, and then the third one that I have on here is studded belts. Um, and I think like really it's, it's, I, I just think you can kind of go crazy with belts right now, but the, the, the stud, the studded belt. I'm thinking 2000s, I'm thinking punk, I'm thinking hot topic. Mm -hmm. I'm noticing pop up more and more um and also just saw in a recent Stussy drop. So, so do, do I need to call my parents right now and have them go through my stuff from high school and find my famous stars and straps belt from Travis Barker's company? Uh if you think that that is findable, uh yeah, okay. I would uh, I would get that back. Okay, I'll see and, if I <laughs> It's probably with all my other stuff like my Baker skateboard sweatshirts, my yeah. I had like I had I don't know like the the wristbands like the sweat the sweatbands for some reason even though I wasn't like doing any sweating on my skateboard. Right. No, well, what if you like needed to like break into like an impromptu drum sesh? True, you know. True. That's I think that's where the the the, the sweatbands on your wrist really. The sweatbands on my wrist were my first ever like oh my god I don't know if I can wear this to school so I'm going to disguise it underneath my sweatshirt in hope that it like pops out and someone sees it and thinks it's cool and then I just ended up doing that for an entire year and never actually like proudly wore them. Yeah, it's yeah. it was just it's just not it's just a terrible feeling. It's that feeling before going to a group dinner and just an absolute miss of an outfit. Um, the the one that has really the studded belt that's kind of been on my radar for the last few seasons that is too expensive and I can't find it on good enough sale, so I've never pulled trig is from our legacy and it's the this kind of like it's almost like a combo. It kind of looks western as well as um yeah. do, doing the studded thing. Uh, so this is this is an, this is one that I will be keeping an eye out again for this season. Hoping to find a uh, nice little deal on, but uh, but yeah, belts belts are back, baby. I need. I just. I have to re up so bad. Like it's just. It's such a. It's such a, a blank space in my entire like closet just because I, I haven't invested in one in years. It's time. It's absolutely time. Tell me about rugby's. Rugby's are a false staple. They're always going to be there. The, I. I'm just. I am almost surprised that rugby's are as prevalent as they are right now on my. On my sites, on my on my feed, on my everything, we've got Drake's pushing. They've got a ton. Drake's has a ton of rugby's right now. More rugby's than I could even believe when I went to their site. Mm -hmm. uh, 18 East has a couple, a uh, little more fun rugby's that are a little brighter, uh, kind of cooler, almost feel like Nickelodeon, Rocco's Modern Lifestyle kind of things. Um, Patagonia, if you didn't see their 50th anniversary cashmere rugby everywhere, then you just weren't on any anything <laughs> that week because it was on like every single Instagram feed that I've ever seen. And then uh, Carhartt Work in Progress also has some, but it was just like, I just kept seeing them. And I feel like usually there's certain companies that just have rugby's and certain that don't. This yeah, year, it felt yeah. like every single person had a version of theirs. And I actually wasn't as in love with the 50th anniversary Patagonia rugby as other people were. I think that they always they always do some really pricey items in the beginning of the season that usually have to do with like reclaimed cashmere or they do a cashmere blend, something I just this year I it wasn't for me as much as other years in the past. So I don't want to give up give give up give too much away uh as far as in and out lists. But uh th this one in particular that that you have linked from from Carhartt Whip and that you can see if you're watching with us on YouTube. Thank you, everybody that's watching. Um this one is talking to me in a way 
that, that, that makes me think a little bit about why maybe rugby's are like back with full, you know, in full effect. And it's because of the, sh- the soccer shirt thing yeah. that I think is happening right yeah. now in like the biggest way it has ever happened. Yeah. Like it's something that feels like it's been kind of trying to push along and push and like people will drop this one and then this one and then this one. Now I think like the, the Jersey thing, especially soccer shirts it's, it's, I think it's really happening. Well, the companies are finally happening. understanding. Like, yeah. we can't just make a random soccer jersey and expect soccer people to go crazy for it. Yeah. But, like, then once, like, I don't know, all these soccer brands are taking it so much more seriously, too. I mean, like, Venezia, or I don't know how you say it, the Venice mm-hmm. team, I mean, they have such a high-end look to their... I, I don't even know what, what, they, what connection they have to the fashion world, but they have one that is just crazy. Um... But, I mean, they're all taking it more seriously. They're, they're putting out things that just look better, and, and it's just, it's just... Yeah, I can absolutely see how that would bleed over to the rugby side of things too. Last but not least, you do have a Bodie one here. Yeah. And I think we would be remiss to to not acknowledge that like for the last two to three years now, I think everything has become has has been has just been completely affected by this brand. I agree. Uh, I, my including my own brain. Y- yes. Um so so much so, I'm not ready to make this like a full-on statement, like don't quote me, don't don't aggregate this, but I think Bodie may may have killed Gorpcore. It's like, possible. You know what? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I get it. Um, it, it. Even in the way that that like, you know, I think I think a fleece jacket is still a very good popular item that you're going to see a ton of, and brands are going to continue to push for the next couple of seasons. But something about something about this season heading into this fall, I just feel like I'm seeing less technical and more of this of 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 a little bit more of this kind of like. This this continued desire to be uh, handmade, yeah, and very very sixties seventies, just yeah. kind of like this vintage feel of everything. Um, and for a while, I think like you know we talk about the two kind of trends that are kind of counterbalancing each other, and and maybe right now it's like Y two K and Recession Core, where and you know two years ago I kind of felt like it was like this handmade artisanal thing and Gorp Core. So you had like ultra performance, ultra tech, and then ultra kind of like low tech and, and, and analog. Um, but yeah, but na- now I just feel like Bodhi has just kind of crept into everything. Uh, and it's just, it's, it's just wielding influence the way that I, I honestly am not sure anybody since Ralph Lauren has. It's I, I'm, I'm all for it. Like, I mean, we, we made it a point to go to their store when we were in New York and it was a great experience in store. Um, I've been able to purchase some of their stuff. I've purchased one thing with my own money and then everything else <laughs> I've purchased with a gift card. And like, I, I, I look forward to the occasions when I get to wear it just cause it's different. It's cooler. It's, it's just fun. And I just, it's just, it's, it's a comforting brand to like look at online. It's just, it's nice to peruse and go through. There's something cool about it. I also just think with everyone kind of like shifting out of their pandemic style and stuff, it's becoming more and more. Uh, fun to like dress to the nines to wear your nice stuff all the time not worry about you know the situation that you're in and and like the nice stuff that people are buying these days isn't the normal nice stuff that you used to buy it's not like some nice jacket that you like look buttoned up in at a dinner i mean it's the cool stuff it's like the it's the splash purchases it's what you didn't buy uh at the uh on the ame site the other day when it dropped after or before it sold out the blanket jacket barrett it, it, what do you mean? You're like you should have just bought that. Yeah, oh yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, yeah. I, I wish you had. And yes. I was devastated when I found out that No yeah, Spend yeah. September was still in full motion. Yeah. No. No. I, I'm 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 pretty dedicated. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. There's also there's something about it, and and other brands have done this pretty effectively before. But I, I there's there's something about Bodhi that feels both very formal and very casual at the same time. Yeah. And so it it just lends itself to like a lot of like you want to wear it in a lot of different occasions and in in different ways. I think, and that's that's um that's that's pretty cool about it as well. <sighs> Can we talk pants real quick? Let's do pants. I don't have much on pants. I don't I don't think my pants collection is very impressive anyway, and so it's kind of difficult for me. But like. You know, where double knee pants, like I feel like companies a couple of years ago, you'd see like one pair on a site. Now you're just seeing them in all different colors, all these workwear pants. Everyone's looking like mechanics. And it's like, I almost feel like wearing a normal, boring pair of pants is just like doing the least you can do at this point. And you have to have a nice, fun pair of pants on at this point. Like, I just feel like there's a, more pressure than ever to have good pants. And I don't have good pants yet. Yeah. Yeah. I think. <laughs> Pants is, I, I, if I had to choose one area of a wardrobe, which I think is always changing, and I, f I kind of always constantly feel like I never have totally figured out its pants. Mm -hmm. um, and and, and, and I, I'm not sure why that is, you know? But, uh, but yeah, the, yeah, there, there's, yeah, we're seeing it, we're, the, the double knees and the work pant, we're seeing on Todd Snyder now, we're seeing it on a ton of options on Abercrombie, there's versions on Uniqlo, obviously ALD and Saturdays and everybody has like a double knee. Um, and then I, you know, just like, I think there's also there, like maybe like a, a pant thing happening. That's, um, like I, I, I'm just, I'm not gravitating towards anything kind of like you're saying that's Chino. Yeah kind of related right i i have the need for it but like i'm yeah. not looking forward to purchasing anything that's just like a straightforward classic chino but like the most recent simple pant that i've been looking for has been almost more of like a like a drapey trouser yeah so like, like the, some something that more like wool or that kind of feels like that like has a little bit lighter we've talked about how important texture is yeah that that, that you're just looking for your pants to do something kind of interesting i think i Purchased a pair of pants that was out of my normal spending from Drake's when we were in New York. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Tried them on. I fell in love with them. And I was like, I, Sally, I'm going to make a dumb purchase. Like, I don't make these dumb purchases very often. And it turned out to not be dumb purchase at all. I fell, I've, I'm absolutely in love with these pants. It's the pants that I wore the other night. And they are – I'm trying to just quickly find them on the site. Um they are just like, a, they look like a classic pair of khaki pants. They're just uh, some like five pocket jeans and a khaki color. Mm -hmm. And they're higher rise. They are much more straight through the leg and a little wider. And I like to roll them up a little bit. But like those pants are different than the normal chinos that I normally have just in the way that they fit that I just feel like I have a more elevated style when I wear them. Yeah. And I get, I look so forward to wearing these pants that like I'm going to treat them as well as I can through the life of them. I mean, I, you should do that with any clothes that you have, but like, it makes me want to get them in every different color. I just simply cannot afford to buy Drake's <laughs> pants in every different color. And so I'm just gonna have to make do, but it's like, it's almost changed the way that I look at pants now. I'm like, now I just want to go out and get like a couple really nice pairs instead yeah. of just doing what I've done for my entire life. And I'm still doing a little bit, which is just go to like J crew or like Lululemon in the past, like things like that, where you can just get things in a bunch of different colors and just wear them with whatever shirt you're putting on that day. Yeah. So I, I, I may have to break no spend September for an event next weekend where I feel like I am missing the proper pair of pants. And so obviously looking to, to spend as little as possible. This is like this, this may be what I, what I break on, um, and just buy out of necessity. 
and this is the the wide fit pleated pants from Uniqlo, fifty bucks. Um, and there's just you know they they're it's it's sort of like a chino, but it's not. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's it's it's. There's, I don't even think there's any cotton in in the blend here, and it looks a little it looks a little more loose. It looks a little more. Like, you know, it's just not, it's just not a standard pan. It kind of looks formal and kind of dress it up. But at the same time, like it, 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 it's sort of sweat panty at the same time. Like, yeah. It's just, you know, it's yeah. a, pants are the wild west. It's crazy. It's just frustrating. And like, you never know, like if you get a pair of pants that's cut differently than your normal pair of pants that you're in, it's like when we talked about with shoes, you look down and you're just like, this looks weird. Even if it doesn't look weird, it just feels weird. Yeah. I think this year I need to, like, I've always wondered how the Carhartt work in progress pants fit. I've always wondered, like, I have questions about certain brands. I'm just going to go down to no comply and just try on their work in progress stuff and just know, you know what, can I stop looking at this website? Do I need to keep looking at this website? <laughs> what should I do? But I, it's, it's high time that I just go in somewhere and just start absolutely like trying stuff on. Yes. Yeah. The whip pants, the Carhartt whip, they're, they're, they're ginormous. They're huge. They're huge. They're, that's they what look I've heard. huge. They're, they're very, very, very big. So, yeah. um, well, yeah. it's, it's interesting, Barrett. I've got some pants from last year that I've purchased. I've got a few different pairs of pants that I purchased last year. And like the pants that felt voluminous, the, tr the voluminous trousers of years past, don't feel so voluminous anymore, and it's, sure an, it's a good feeling. I've got like a pair of wide leg cropped green pants that I, I really enjoy wearing. Uh, I've got some black like oversized pants that kind of look like something that more like skate culture that I'm going to freely bust out this year. I just, I don't know. I, I, I need like one more, one or two more pairs. Yeah. Yeah. The fit migration is real. It's, it's, it's pretty interesting how that happens. Um, as, as I kind of like transitioned away from like the skinnier silhouettes, inevitably over like the last few seasons, I've like, I've held on to a few pairs and then I'll go back to those pairs when it's pants season again and I'll try them on. And I'll be like, what was I thinking? Keeping these, these were way too skinny. And like, I get rid of a few more. And then the, there's like the few, it's like, so it's basically just like every time it's like my, my definition of what's too slim, like shifts again, and I'm getting rid of, of, of more pants. And so on the opposite end of that, it's like the exact same thing is happening with the, with the wider and the baggier pants is that like what, at what at one point I thought was baggy no longer feels baggy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's just, yeah. Yeah. I tried on some, I wore, I have some pants that I've worn a million times in the last three years and I tried them on the other day and I was like, oh, these are clinging to my legs. Like these are so, so skinny. I can't, I can't do it. And it just, it felt, I felt off. We've each got a couple notes on tees yeah. to, uh, to finish up here. I think on our, on our, on our trend report. Yeah. You have thick collars on tees and tops, which yeah, I, 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 I just totally like, agree with. I feel like they're just creeping up and, and they're just taking our necks. Like I've they, got they, several yeah, shirts yeah, that yeah. I have to force my head through yeah. because the collar is just so high. But once I get it on, I'm like, I love this. Yeah, like it feels yeah. it feels just like I'm strapped up, ready to go. I mean, speaking of fit migration, there are t-shirts that I have that I'm like, why is why, why is this neck so wide? Mm -hmm. Who made this neck so wide? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I definitely didn't think that. Yeah. You know, and it and it's uh I don't know. Again, like there there is something happening. With this whole recession core thing, which we're going to have to do, I'm going to have to do more research and dive into further on another episode. But like even the neck tightening around your neck feels very like metaphorical for that, right? Dude, I mean, I, I, lo I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, the Stussy tees that I've been touting lately, like getting those over my head in the morning, it's it's like, am I going to be able to do this? Yeah. This thing's just yeah. been, I, I have been known to put my sunglasses in the collar of my shirt when I'm not, don't have them on my face. Doing it with these high collar shirts, like you're cutting your neck. Right. 
I mean, just, but think about like in the boom times, right? Like 2015, 2016 era, when we were just wearing the sluttiest tees we could find. It's true. It's Remember true. John Duda and his, and his big ass Unex? Oh, dude, for sure. Like you just wanted to show off the, the clavicle bone. You know, whole you squad was scooping. Give... Yes, whole squad was scooping. So. Uh, yeah, that's another thing I like about it. Like I don't have, I got, I got, I don't have like crazy chest hair, but uh-huh. I have enough that sometimes if I don't like trim it down a little bit, you can right. see a little protrude. Like right now, you're not seeing any of that chest hair. <laughs> I got a full sweater on underneath my t-shirts lately. It's great. <laughs> So yeah, that that that's another. I definitely agree with the the, the higher collars, the the tighter collars. Um, and then I don't really think this is it, it, it. It's not necessarily a trend. More just something I dropped on here because I really like them and I I'm feeling the need to shop more of them. Is long sleeve tees, and it might just be because I feel like I'm you know I, I'm at capacity with short sleeve tees, but it. It's also like a thing of where I know we really like and 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 the men's we're seeing really likes like a sweatshirt and shorts moment. Uh-huh. That's not always possible with the weather that that we talk about uh, here in Texas on this podcast. And a long sleeve tee makes that a little bit more doable to do like the long sleeve with the shorts thing mm-hmm. when the weather is maybe not quite as uh, you know yeah. as as cool as you wish it was. Yeah. Yeah, that, I I think that's totally fair. I I, I have been very much known to uh, replace a crew neck sweatshirt with a chunky or thicker long sleeve tee. I, I love a long sleeve tee, love it. Is it in and out time? I think it's in and out time. This is the most pressure filled segment we do, because it just leaves we leave ourselves open to a lot of criticism here. We have mm-hmm. people saying, "What are you talking about? You you're a fool." And we're not saying that this is this is just or not. We're just we're just putting out there what we might be seeing, you know, trending up and trending down here. I think it's time for In and Out 2023 Q3 edition. Okay. Or I guess Q4 edition? What no, is th- it? I think this is Q3. I think this is Q3. Should we just say fall winter? Yeah, but we do an end of the year in it now. Yeah, that's so true. what's that? It's the end of the year. I, okay, that's the end of the year. Yeah, this one. is all fall right. winter. Okay, all this right. Is fall winter. I'm, in here, I'm, I'm here for that. <laughs> let's start with. Uh, let's just start with the ins, and if we want to toss some outs in there, we can go. I have far more ins than I have outs. Okay. Uh, I have shared my list with you, Barrett, and I'm yes. scared. I'm scared of this. Uh, my first in is something that we've already talked about, but I'm going to keep it on here because I'm not seeing them go away anytime soon. It's just smash burgers. The, everyone's ordering a smash burger. Everyone's talking about how much they love smash burgers. If it's not a smash burger. Get it out of my face. Like I'm famously just, you know, <laughs> living that pescatarian life lately. So I'm not, I'm, people aren't doing smash quinoa burgers as much as just normal. But like, I'm, I'm very in favor of the smash burger, but I do think that people are getting a little too high and mighty talking about, oh yeah, do they do a smash burger? It's like, okay, okay. <laughs> Restaurant, this is a lot like women and, and men to that degree. Uh, we're scrambling with the pants thing, you mm-hmm. know, like getting, having to get rid of all their skinny jeans. Like, Restaurants we- must be going absolutely bonkers that don't have a smash oh, yeah. burger, just have a regular burger with like a thick ass patty. Like they're pulling their, they're punching the air. They're, they're punch, they're, they're pulling their hair out. Yeah. Restaurants that haven't replaced their PDF menu in a couple of years are like, yeah. do we got to find that webmaster from like three years ago to <laughs> upload the new PDF with our smash burger. Um, and in fact, you know, speaking of things that, that, that I almost had on my outlist, I already mentioned one, I almost put red meat on my outlist. Do you know why I didn't? Why? Smash burgers. Yeah, I yeah, get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I honestly, like, I don't know if it's just people being nice to me, but ever since I've been that, you know, trade, like just trademark pescatarian who says that they're pescatarian, ever since I've done that, so many people talk about like, they are so quick to say, oh, well, we don't eat red meat at home. No one wants to claim that they eat red meat at home at this point. And I'm just very surprised by the amount of people that have that response. I don't believe all of I don't believe you. Yeah. I'll just say that. Maybe I ate a lot of red meat at home before, but I do feel like 
people are getting further and further away. And I also think that kind of like how restaurants are getting better about doing non-alcoholic cocktails, I do feel like restaurants are offering a significant, uh, like, you know, amount more of uh, vegetarian friendly options or totally. like the, the splash purchases on the menu aren't always the steak now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see. I can keep it with food if you want to. Sure. Let's, 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 let's run some food and restaurant trends first and then yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. go back and see. My in for food is fried appetizers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, so Ranch 616 is about to be a hard reservation to get. Ranch 616. Uh, I, but, but really, just like, you know, I think about the appetizers that I've been drawn to recently. A lot of fried stuff in like there. Like what? Like your calamaris? Like your... how about your calamari? How about your fried mozzarella sticks at Sammy's? How yep. about the fried shrimp at Launderette? Okay. How about, you know what I mean? Like, there, how about a fried oyster? You ever yep. had a fried oyster? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. it. I just, there's something, uh, and again, I'm going to, this is just my buzzword for the episode. Sorry about it. It just like, it clicked on like Monday and I just, and I, and, and, and it, it, a lot of things were making sense, but like fried is cheap. Mm-hmm. Fried is bar food. Yeah. And that, that falls again into the recession core thing where we're just pulling back a little bit. Okay. You know, we're like playing not, scared. Yeah. We're playing, we are playing scared a little bit. Yep. Absolutely. Like there's the, there's the fear of, of there's the internalized subconscious fear of what could be lurking in the next year or two. And maybe I think that's that why I, the, the high life with the uh, Campari splash in there, like, yeah, I mean, the that, spaghetti. The, yeah, yeah. A, a potential drink of the summer. So that's I, a very appro- approachable drink of the summer. Yeah. So we, even if, even if you're pairing it with something fancier, like a, like, like a, like a martini or a white Negroni, like, there's something, there's something comforting and something, you know, very, just, very, just very lowbrow about fried food yeah. that I think that that is that feels good right now. Yeah, I get it. But we're still a little bit health conscious, so we're not going full entrees. We're just going fried apps. I'm okay with that. I'm yeah. okay with a little fried app. I mean, I have eggplant on here. I've been seeing eggplant more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is the a meat substitute. But like the other day, I was at a restaurant and they had like a smoked eggplant kind of thing. They had like you, I'm just seeing eggplant more places, and maybe this is just me kind of hoping that it continues. But I don't hate that I'm seeing it on so many menus. And this is as someone who I, I never had eggplant before probably 2022. That was just not something made in our family. And now I've had it several different places and I, I've loved it every time. Eggplant's a good one too for restaurants because I also enjoy eggplant. When I try to cook it at home, it's it's difficult. Uh, whether you're grilling it or like trying to do like an eggplant parm, like I, I've not cracked that code yet the way that, you know, I have Brussels sprouts or broccolini or cauliflower or chickpeas or any of these other things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think eggplant is a really nice one to order to to be out there on the on the restaurant PDF menus. Eggplant parmesan is was my most surprising order of the year so far. And it's I got it at Sammy's, a restaurant we've talked about numerous times. And I, I've just I've craved it ever since. I've yeah. loved it. I've only gotten it one other time this year and I've just really enjoyed it. What else you got on the restaurant or um a bar front. I've got chili salt rims. Like a like a. If you're a t- if you're a Texan, then you might know this as a tagine. Yeah. Rim. Um, that took me about seven years to understand when people were saying that. Or, like, or why are people or, wanting their margaritas served in a tagine? Or my Howard coworker who has a little company called Ocotillo, which is a, a which is a chili salt as well. But it's basically a spicy rim on a drink. Yeah. Whether, and now this you usually find this with like a Mexican lager or a, a drink like a chilada or a michelada or a margarita or a ranch water, whatever it is. It's just a really nice, nice way to upgrade literally any of the drinks that I just mentioned. Like See, you're, <sighs> you're used to a salt rim, but like put a chili salt rim on a ranch water and suddenly that drink just got a lot cooler and a lot more interesting. You know what? You know what I don't like about this? 
I, I'm, I'm forever fearful about having creases on my mouth filled with like the tagine or the salt. It's kind of like cheat. Like, uh, I think it was uh, like, what was the, it was can't hardly wait when the, the gentleman ate Cheetos and they all made fun of him in, in school and called him Chester Cheetah because he had Cheetos all in his braces. That's me with tagine. I'm worried huh. that I'm going to have it like in my beard and somewhere. So I never get it. Okay. I just all go right. with the regular salt. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a salt boy. I do. I do like okay. a salt rim. Yeah. I mean that. Yeah. I, this is not on my out list, but if you're ordering margaritas or whatever with like, and you, and no, and no salt, that's a psycho move. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand the no salt. Yeah, I don't it's either. fun. Like, it's just fun to have the salt. And most of the time they serve it with a, <laughs> they serve it with a straw. So like you're, you should just drink out of the straw and just have the vibe of the salt there anyway. Yeah. They're not upcharging you. Uh, I have something that uh, I did not know was going to be on my in list, but after doing this with you a couple times and uh, talking to my friend about it, I realized that this is this might be a problem. Uh, Barrett and I have had lunch a couple times together at a place down the street called Proud Mary's, which is an Australian uh, coffee shop or cafe that has some very high-end coffees, some interesting uh, entrees and things like that. And I said something to my buddy. I was like, yeah, we got this new Australian cafe down the street from our, our place. He goes, be careful, dude. They're going to take over. <laughs> and so I started thinking about it and I saw something uh, on Twitter recently that kind of reminded me of this conversation about the Australian cafes taking over. It sounds like they're just everywhere in New York. Uh, Australian yeah. cafes are just having an absolute moment. We, we uh, Laura and I went to, to one called Dudley's uh, right there in the Lower East Side near Chinatown. Um, that, that That's another Australian cafe. Uh, I believe, I think Two Hands, which also has a New York location and has one an Austin one on South Congress. I think that's an Australian. I think that's the Aussies are taking over. Yeah, Aussie, yeah. Aussie, Aussie. They love their uh, uh, what do they call? It? I think they call it av avo toast or something. Avo like they, toast. They they they're big on the yeah or the uh, avo smash avo smash avo smash. Yeah. Okay. They see interestingly enough the uh, the coffee shop that we go to uh, when you order the avocado toast the avocado is famously not smashed on it. You have to smash it yourself or just cut it up like I do. Yeah. But I, 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 just keep an eye out. If one pops up in your neighborhood, just know that there might be some uh, some copycats coming up, up right behind you. That's right. I think I only have one more in in the food and drink uh, area of I am tapped of this. On, I'm tapped on my ins on the food and drink area. Yeah. Can we so talk get, about sitting at the bar very quickly? I would, yeah, of course. Is this on your out list? In in not not in the vein that I'm talking I've about. I've got a core. I've got a. I've got a. a I've got a sister out. Okay. Yes. 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 I yes. am saying sitting at the bar because I feel like it's been so difficult, and maybe this is just Austin centric, but it's been so difficult to find reservations places lately that I almost feel like people are becoming more willing to go out somewhere and just see if you can go get a spot. Yeah. And when the bars open, I feel like people have been like, you know what? I actually enjoy sitting at the bar, the, and the, I just feel like it's having a nice little moment. These two things are directly correlated. Absolutely. The 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 difficulty of reservations has made the bar as hot as it's ever been. And you're absolutely right. The last couple of times that I've been out to eat, um, uh, I've, I've had the desire to choose the bar Yeah, because there's, there's just something that makes it, it's a, like, it's a, there's, there's an electricity at the bar where you get to talk to the bartender and kind of have this little, like this, this kind of like third piece of the conversation, especially on like a two person meal, you know, on yeah. a date basically. Yeah. It's nice to be able to like bounce some stuff off of a, off of a bartender or somebody that really knows the menu or knows the, can answer any of your questions, just always right there. Um, and there's just something, I don't, th there's something kind of sexy about sitting at the bar. It's nice. It's fun. Yeah. It's, it's enjoyable. There's a, there's a, like, and I feel like with all the QR codes popping up, like ordering through those and stuff like that, it's nice to sit there and just have a conversation with somebody and, and, and do that and watch them make drinks and, yeah. and feel like that. I feel like, like there's such a, 
uh, it's such a joke now online about like the tip screen and mm-hmm, how like I'm mm-hmm. tipping these people that don't do anything. Like sitting at a bar is a lost art in a, a lot of ways. Like people just don't sit at the bar as much as they used to. They don't go out and have one drink at the bar and just plop down and and like chill their mind out. I just I think sitting at the bar is something I'd like to do a little bit more of. Yeah, and I'm gonna go ahead and jump to my to my out. Yes. Here. Because and this is directly this this is a direct response to a to an experience I had this past weekend, but on my out list is bar seating not being first come first serve. Crazy because this again ties into the reservation thing. You're so tapped for reservations that you're now opening up the bar to reservations to continue this vicious cycle of everything constantly being booked. This is bullshit. The bar is hallowed ground. That is first come, first serve. That is that is literally the spot that is, if nothing else, if your entire restaurant is nothing but reservations and completely booked up, the bar is the one safe haven for people that walk in. Well, we're all booked up for tonight, but you can wait for a seat at the bar. That's, that's d- d- stop messing with that. I don't like that. Go off, Barrett. Yeah. And so I will, I'll, I'll name names. This was Laundrette. Woo! Walked in at like 5.30, by the way. There's like eight open seats at the bar. We did not have a reservation. I said, bar first come, first serve. Can we sit up there? I said, ooh. Ooh, no. No, no, it's 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 all reservations. It's all at the bar. If any restaurant out there calls the himself a neighborhood restaurant and you reserve your bar seats, you're not a neighborhood yeah. restaurant anymore. You're out. I need I, dude with sign to start standing outside of these places yeah. with something that just says like, make bar seats first come, first serve. Credit where it's due. Their happy hour is great. I liked the drinks. The food, the the food was on point. But like, we walked out an hour and ten minutes later, and it's like, all those seats. Guess what? Still open at the bar. <sighs> that happened so, to me recently somewhere yeah. where it was like, oh no, we're busy. And we're like, we're going to be in and out. Like, we're going to be the fastest meal. If you have a reservation an hour from now, they will not even know that we were on the premises. Please just let us sit down and eat. <laughs> I'm tired. I got to get it home. I need to eat. <laughs> Drives me nuts. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else in or out that's restaurant or food related? I've got a couple outs that are yeah. restaurant or food related. Okay. Uh, I have uh, non-dairy milk. Dude, the vibe is shifting. Back to dairy. The vibe is shifting to dairy. Yeah. There, I, I feel like there's a little bit of backlash just on 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 some sustainable projects that are out there. Yeah. And I, I want to be careful here because obviously- I don't know shit about like the I, milk industry. I understand so. that, that the-, the I mean, number one issue potentially, Cli- like or maybe not even potentially, climate change. All for <laughs> the world ending. You know, the, the, those initiatives. But it does seem like there's a thing. It's like, oh well, almond milk. Oh well, almond milk is using like an unprecedented amount of water to like smash the almonds. It's like or whatever, the same right? idea as like tote bags. Like tote, like the uh, how long it takes a tote bag to disintegrate. Like in the yeah, water. Like yeah. It's, it's, or like with the electric cars, it's <laughs> like the the well, you're using shitloads of fossil fossil fuels to make the batteries. There's always like. There's always a give and take with all these things. And so sometimes I, I there seems to be an occasional backlash to things like 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 getting rid of of uh or trying to get rid of of dairy products and dairy milk specific you know, specific for very specific reasons. And then it's like, okay, well, are these things actually just balancing out? And I'm not sure. I don't have the answer. Um, what I can say is that I never stopped using dairy milk in my coffee. See, I, I tried to go the other routes. I tried to um, do the almond. I tried to do the oat. And I just, my heart goes back to dairy. Nothing, nothing. Have you ever like just tried to like put almond milk in a, in a coffee, like a drip coffee? And it's just like. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's weird. It does not mix. Yeah, it does not. Weird things happen. You real get flecks bad. of stuff. And like, it's just, I'm not into it. No. Like and I you, can't, I'm not using nut milks for my my cereal. 
for my that, for my 10 p.m. bowl of cereal. No, no. So that that's where that's where I break from you. I will I do use almond milk cereal smoothies. I don't notice a difference. Smoothies, smoothies, yeah, smoothies. I get. Yeah. I, we do that too. But you're making you're making the push back to dairy, and I and and I'm okay with that. If I'm not going to eat them, I at least want them to have some utility in the world, and so I'm going to keep drinking their milk and keep them in business. Yeah. Shout out to my cows out there. <laughs> Another thing I have on here is uh, sub ten dollar lunches. They are out. Uh, in is and uh, this is a this is a sad in, but unfortunately, uh, I just don't see I don't see people getting cheap lunches anymore. Yeah, Lunchflation is and by is real. out. You just mean that this is literally unavailable. The idea of a sub ten dollar lunch is exist. gone now. Yeah. I remember like back in the day, I was like, if I could spend five dollars on lunch today, I'm gonna be real good. <laughs> and then the, then it started going to like ten dollars, mm-hmm. and like I could always keep it under ten dollars for lunch. And if I could do that and and on a t- takeout lunch, then I'd be happy. Now it's like, oh my God, like you can't get anything. You can't get anything cheap at lunch anymore. Everything's expensive. Yeah. I feel like I go to Jersey Mike's and add a, add a bag of chips to the, the pile and suddenly I'm at $13. Oh, like easy. wondering what happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's just brutal. And I'm just, I'm so out on like expensive lunches. It's just, it's just making me sad. That's all I really have though. I think for, yeah, that's all I got for uh, my, my food and drink adjacent restaurant. All right. What are we jumping to next? Oh, where to? Um, I'll go with one. Okay. I think this is going to be a controversial one. It's on my end list. It's the pant leg boot thing that we talked about last week. No, I don't want to do that. (laughs) I don't want to do that. I just, I couldn't stop thinking about them. And then we saw a pair at, uh, at Nordstrom over the weekend. And I was just kind of, you know, I was just kind of enthralled. I was, I was kind of taken by them. And I also, Sally really floored me when she pulled up the fit from Laurel Sarkeesian yeah. from a year ago. Yeah. Uh, just an absolute trendsetter, that one. And sometimes I just think, like, one of the reasons why I like fashion is because it's fun. Yeah. Because it is, because I'm not always just trying to dress in, like, the most basic, minimal, like, like I want clothes and shoes and accessories to occasionally say something, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think... I don't love every outlandish, absurd, flash-in-the-pan trend, but I'm really kind of fucking with the pant leg sewn into the top of the boot, falling over the boot <laughs> itself. Like, it, it's just a really weird thing that somehow is kind of working right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they're, I mean, on, they're, they're officially on my end list for, uh, for fall, winter 2023. I have two things that I'm going to connect to this. One's an in, one is an out. And I think that these are connected to what you were just saying, like kind of the absurdity of it. Like the whole reason that I, the the way that I started getting into like style fashion trends was at my old job, you know, I just naturally had to start learning about women's fashion and style. It just wasn't really an option for me. And I would do a lot of the shipping and receiving. So I was feeling these nice products. I just naturally got into it. But then like when I actually started reading blogs and stuff, part of the reason I enjoyed reading as a man, I enjoyed reading Man Repeller was because like like Leandra Medine did like making people feel off, uncomfortable. Like she, that was the whole premise of it, mm-hmm. and and having mm-hmm, something that mm-hmm. says something or having something that's got like a a pop that it's just interesting. And like I feel like now more than ever we're able to do that. So like what I have on my out list is like the monochrome boring dressing that we all kind of started doing during the pandemic, or like the Gorbcore. I mm-hmm. think Gorbcore is a little boring sometimes if it's if it's you're just wearing like a very minimal Arcteryx shell over some 
whatever pants, like performance pants, like that's just boring. And so like on my list, I have dressing directly for the occasion. Like I have a mission and I'm going to see it through. When people go to concerts now, they're not just trying to look cool at the concert. Like people are like, it's just the, the bracelets at Taylor Swift concerts. Like people are actively trying to do things that are just for the occasion. And you see it at the Renaissance tour, things like that. It's not just concerts though. Like I feel the need to, I feel like it's more fun to go out to a dinner if I get to dress fun for it. And I just feel like dressing for the occasion, dressing the nines, like wearing something that is a little ridiculous, but it fits the vibe of where you're going or what you're doing. It's just never been more acceptable to be a little out there. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Laura and I were actually talking about that this over the weekend as well. It's like the idea that like, and I, I think this is directly attributable to like Gen Z and the, and the kind of the, the TikTok constantly changing, shifting vibe and aesthetic thing is that like people are taking the the phrase dressing up very literally right yes. now. Like you think about playing dress up when you're a kid, right? And that's almost what it's like. And like we were talking about the concert thing, how like the, you know, when you go to the Harry Styles or the Taylor Swift concert, I'm sure it will be the same for Olivia Rodrigo now on the Guts tour. Like it it is it's an event that you are showing out for it's not just a simple occasion and that leads me to uh to my next out which is medium sized concerts just just done 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 uh i've got no time for it i've also got no money for it i yeah. either want to see you in a really small intimate venue that i know well that i love where i'm going to be able to hear and see and enjoy myself or I want to spend seven thousand dollars on a trip to go see Taylor, <laughs> T- Taylor Swift or Harry Styles or whoever else uh, comes along and is the next unattainable concert. As mentioned, I think Olivia Rodrigo is next. But like, I'm not trying to spend one hundred twenty-five dollars to go see Phoenix at the Moody Center. It's just not going to be. The juice is not worth the squeeze. You there. see the you see the price of admission for Arctic Monkeys last week. I did not. Like I would. I I have been listening to Arctic Monkeys since like the like two thousand eight or something nine. Like I don't know when they first came out. And I didn't really think, I don't talk to that many people that are big Arctic Monkeys fans. So I would assume that their listenership in the United States isn't as big as what it apparently is. You couldn't get in there for under $500 for even like objectively not good seats for $500. If you want to get on the floor for that, (laughs) you were paying at least 700. And those, the the way that the prices for the GA skyrocketed after the first few was crazy. And it was like, this is the Arctic Monkeys. Like they are really good, but they are not. I never in a million worlds thought that I would ever even see those kind of prices for a show like the Arctic Monkeys at a giant venue. Yeah. If that was at a small venue, I'd understand it. But like, you know, there's 30,000 people going to certain concerts and they just cost yeah. a ridiculous no, I, amount. I, I either like want to go to Seaboys to see some, you know, yeah. no-name jazz band or yep. like scoot in to check out Briscoe for $25 or it's going to, I'm going full event with somebody that I absolutely cannot miss. I like this. I think this yeah. is actually very, I think this is actually a very good call. And some of the, like, I actually went through a bunch of uh, local Austin music venues the other day on Instagram and followed a bunch of them because I was like, I want to go out and see live music. I want to be able to do it in a very quick, easy way. And I don't really care if I know who the people are at this point. Like I need to lean into Austin being such a music place. And just following those accounts, I was like just kind of naturally giving up the mid-range concert. It's like, no, I want to go to a quick, easy one where I can pay $10 at the door. Just do a quick cover charge. Yeah. (sighs) You want to run through some, uh, some, some clothing in and outs? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have I have one that I'll get out I'll get rid of because I already kind of talked about it. Okay, but it was just pants that aren't capital N nice pants. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. Just, so boring pants. Yeah, out. like boring yeah. pants. Like if you, like you if you're gonna bring it with the shirt and I feel like everyone's got a good going out shirt, you got to bring it with the pants now. It's it's not just a eyes up here situation anymore. Yeah. 
Um, so on my in list, some things that, uh, that again, I kind of separated, like when I was thinking about our fall men's trends thing, I was thinking kind of broader more like directly wearable stuff. And then for in and out, I kind of went a little bit more niche or a little bit more, maybe like further out from being mainstream trend. Um, so on my in, and I'm just going to, I'm going to rattle a few off and you tell me, you tell me if you got any questions about any of these full zip hoodies. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's it. Yeah. It's not for me, but it's in. Difference being that it's not like the super lightweight, like heathered uh, red one that Zuckerberg was wearing when he invented Facebook. It's like super heavyweight cotton, kind of a cropped fit. Yeah. The sleeves are probably a little too long and it's like very, like it just, it's it feels way different and way cooler this time. This is, this it, it, like, I feel like the, the full zip hoodie predates the recession core by like, a couple years. Right. Like it's right. it's right there, yep. but it was a couple years before. And that's when like that's when I was peak skateboard. And that's when I was wearing all the zip up hoodies. And we had them from Carhartt and from wherever. And mm-hmm. it was just that that's it. It's back. Uh I have capital F fashion jerseys. I mm-hmm. think the the soccer shirts, um, the mesh football one that ALD did, like the the uh, Awake New York had had one that was awesome that sold out super quick. Thank you, Randy. Um Stussy is doing is doing jerseys like that this that, and then there are ones like percolating on Instagram that I don't even think have dropped yet from Louis Vuitton and like this is happening. We've talked about jerseys a ton. It probably doesn't need a lot, a lot more repeating. There will be a retail therapy jer- jersey at some <laughs> point. Uh, just I would say spring twenty four is probably that time, and it just I guarantee there will be one because I I have to have one. Um, next couple things I've got small center chest logos. Hmm. Hmm. Don't need a lot of explanation. I just think that graphics are moving from being big or on the front or off-centered on the chest to being the little small 2000s ones right in the center. I think that's you're going to see a shitload of that over the next 12 to 18 months. Yes. Yes. Um, <clears throat> maybe even from us. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Unexpected plaids. We mentioned, we, we mentioned the kind of like the, the maybe the potential drop-off of like a flannel plaid shirt. But what, now I'm seeing plaids in like weird places. Like I'm seeing like baggy, weird plaid skater looking pants. Yeah. And I'm seeing like plaids, like, like weird shadow plaids on like a, like a, like a work jacket. Um, patterned work jackets are definitely, yeah. Patterned work jackets should be on my in list because like we saw it on Abercrombie. Like if you go to the first row of Abercrombie, those are actually cool, like really cool pattern jackets. Um, but like, I, I almost feel like Noah had a couple in the last few years that I were, I I was like, oh, that's cool. They did a, I think it, it must have been a Carhartt collaborator. I forget. Noah had a purple work jacket that was like right in my wheelhouse at one point. And I just, I will always regret not getting it. I'm in, I'm in my purple phase. Everyone knows that. And then the last thing I have is studded fill in the blank. I already mentioned the, uh, I already mentioned the belts, but I'm just seeing, I'm seeing studs on a lot of stuff. Women's jeans, men's leather jackets. Like, I'm just like, like pop some studs on it, baby. Like get a little punk with it, you know? Rage yeah. against the machine. Yeah. Punch some holes in, in whatever you want and just put a big metal stud through it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I'm for it. What do you have on your end list fashion-wise? Cowhide patterns. Mm. I just, I don't know. I've been seeing them. Yeah, I've been yeah. like, I think part of it is that I'm interested myself. I'm like, you know what? You see that those is? new Nikes, those, those footscape wovens? No, I did not. In a big brown and white cow print? They're, They're just, cowhide just seems to be places that yeah. I'm not 
expecting it to be. Uh, we talked about it last week, but sh- like just loafers with chunky socks. Uh, I plan on wearing my loafers uh, more than I ever have this win- this winter just because I want to. And I don't like the idea of not wearing my f- stuff that I'm obsessed with in my closet. So I'm going to start doing it. And then as I, I was kind of doing my loafer stuff, I, st- I-, I stumbled upon the platform Uggs, the classic dipper platform boot, uh, which... I have to say, I, I, I've i never really been so in on Uggs as I am with these platform boots. Uh, are you looking it up right now? I am, I am. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know who wore it out the other day. It might have been like Meg the Stallion or something, but someone <laughs> wore it out, and I was like, you know what? I have traditionally not loved uh, the resurgence of Uggs, but there's something about like the neoprene upper on this that almost <laughs> makes it like I'm more into it for some reason. And I think I, I'm okay with seeing these. If this becomes a thing, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, I don't, I, Sally may not have, have gotten to say it on the podcast last week, but I think she was suggesting that you go off brand for platform ups. Really? Yeah. yeah okay. I'll talk she, to her. Yeah. See what she thinks because maybe this is, maybe this is quick. Maybe this, you know, I don't know. I'm with you though. This, and I feel like this falls into the same category as the, as the pant leg sewn into the top of the boot and then falling over the boot thing. This is weird. You know it's, what I mean? It is weird. Like this is kind of it ugly is weird. and weird, but in a very, yeah, in a, in a in a way that uh, that I'm 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 okay with. Yeah, if I saw someone hungover standing at Starbucks trying to get a coffee and they had those on, some uh, like leggings and like a long jacket in the middle of winter, I'd be like, you know what, this person's probably pretty cool. Like, I get it, I get it. Uh, I have wispy mohair sweaters. Uh, this is the Paul Mescal effect. I've just been served photos of him wearing like these wispy Shetland sweaters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, it's made me want one. I, I have, I have all the staple sweaters that I need in my rotation. I think I need to get a little wild with it and get and get a little like wispy mohair. And I, I don't hate that I've been seen in places. Yeah, you know, we this this is the right place. We talked about all the drab colors that we're seeing, but this is the right place to throw to 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 splash the color. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I just I think it's a great look. And then the final thing I have for uh, style stuff on the in and out or on in is mesh shorts. Like I just feel like when people are buying gym shorts now, like people are kind of getting away from like the high end Lululemon stuff and mm. like this more stylized stuff is just all this mesh. Like you just I feel like it's just a lot more places. Like the the throwing fits guys, like they've got mesh everything, and uh, like I have a I've bought a couple mesh pairs of shorts. It's maybe it's just the throwback, like nice feeling. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Like it just there's something about like a pair of basketball shorts that I kind of miss and having a pair of five inch inseam basketball shorts that I don't feel like I'm like draped in. It just feels kind of nice. Ready for some fashion outs? Yeah, I only have one fashion out. What's your fashion? It's not out? very controversial. My my one fashion out is just dad hats. I feel like every hat is so like I feel like hats have evolved at this point where like the normal just throwing on a dad cap isn't going to please the crowd. You got to have something a little more styled. You got to have something the trucker hat. You got to yeah, have like yeah. a higher crown. You maybe have I don't know, but just like the classic dad hat, it's it's a staple in everyone's rotation. I'm not saying throw away your dad hats, but it might be time to get like a cool hat. So, on my out I'm going to start with something again. This is very this is very specific. Um I'm going to pull up a an Instagram reel here, if, uh, if my computer will let me. Um, okay, here we go. Here we go. Here it is. Have you ha, ha, come across coming across your Instagram Explorer page over the last few days? Have you encountered J. Crew's giant fit shirt? I, I don't think it's been on my Discover feed, but I've definitely seen the giant fit shirt on their website. Okay. 
So a guy named Jake Wolf, who like used to write for GQ and is just kind of like a like he's a men he's a New York menswear guy that that uh, has done a bunch of stuff. He went and he tried on the the J Crew giant fit okay. shirt, and he tucked it into some dad jeans, and it looked bad. It 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 looked really bad to me. And then I saw another Instagram reel that was inspired by Jake Wolf having gone and tried on the giant fit shirt. That directly references, uh, we'll, we'll get to the beginning of it here, this photo of Hugh Grant from the 90s with just an absolutely billowing muffin top of a shirt that is two sizes too big, tucked into pants, and he is, he is going to J. Crew to try on the giant fit chino shirt to try to replicate this massive muff, muffin top. And so- Nodding Hillcore. What I'm putting on my out list here is not- the giant fit shirt or oversized shirts because uh, you know I'm I'm okay with all of that type of trending stuff. It's exact recreations of bad 90s looks. Okay. And what I mean by that is like when when things in fashion come back because it is all cyclical. We 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 know that here retail therapy, right? But it comes back in a new way. Yeah. It feels different, fresher. It makes us it makes our mind do gymnastics. We're like, "Oh, that's fashionable again." Because it's we're seeing it through a different lens. Mm -hmm. What I don't love is when we're pulling up stuff that was that we have already decided was bad, and we're going to be like, "But I'm going to do exactly that again." Yeah. And the 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 tucking in a shirt that's too big to pants that are very snug and doing like a massive billowy oversight, like the, like a just a giant. You're you know you're the, the I'm thinking about the college days, right, where your Brooks Brothers shirt is just like spilling out over your your slim bonobos chinos mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like that's not that's not good so i just I, I don't, don't let's not go recreate bad looks that that we have already decided were bad <sighs> i don't want to do what i'm about to do <laughs> but i i feel like i have to like sporty and rich just put out like their like this was four days ago five days ago a week ago they put out like a bunch of new, they did a new campaign that's really around like Carolyn Kennedy and like, you know, their whole style, like the way that they were photographed. And they just like recreated that like exactly. And I'm like, I don't, it, something about this makes me feel uncomfortable in a way. Like yeah. we're like almost fetishizing, like, you know, some people who have passed away in tragic circumstances. Like, it's just like, I don't know. Like there's something about being able to throw back to like the 90s or early 2000s or whatever that is without just like completely trying to act like that's a time we just want to go live in again. Like, I don't know. It just feels like a little too direct to me. Yeah. Like there's, it's, it's too black and white. Whereas like, I would rather see touches of those things enacted as opposed to just like, yeah, Hey, well, I'm, I'm doing, I am officially this paparazzi photo of a Kennedy from like back in the day. It's yeah, just I kind of like it's a little too much. It's important to iterate on these things. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, the, the, I'm, I'm, yeah. Uh, I think we're saying the same thing where it's just like, you gotta, you gotta put your own twist on it. You gotta make, you gotta frame it in a new way that like makes it a, feel original or fun again. Yeah. Evolve it. Like just evolve, yeah. like just any evolution at all, anything. Um, I continue to see the Gurren brothers trucker hats pop up in just an outrageous number. I, I have no idea what's happening. No. They're bad. Um, <laughs> Turtlenecks, you know, you're I'm, out on turtlenecks. I'm out on turtlenecks. I I think like the T's, the necks are creeping up, but we got to draw the line somewhere. And I and I, I'm I I think I'm I think I'm axing these. 
<sighs> it pains me to agree with you. I've loved a turtleneck my entire life, but right now my turtlenecks are falling to the back of the closet. Uh, it's I, global warming. It's too hot. I've nobody, got my dime nobody, bag tees nobody, from ALD. That nobody like, needs. Nobody needs all that neck coverage. They got the little tiny I mean? pocket and everything. Like I'm not. I'm not wearing those this winter. Like I have a couple. I have a couple like roll neck sweatshirt that like comes and like I just. I, yeah, I don't need to be. I don't need like I'm okay with the high collar on like a tee, and I think that almost takes care of like the kind of feeling buttoned up portion of me. I don't yeah. need the full neck anymore right now. Yeah. Um, we joked about these last week, the medallion toe Tory Birch flats. I didn't realize that they were literally back in stores and attempting to make a comeback. I'm nipping that in the bud. They are dead. Nipped. No retail therapies are allowed to buy these. Um, and then the last thing that I have fashion wise is um, the term. Old money as an aesthetic descriptor. I'm okay with that. I hate it. I'm okay with that. I hate it. No, I'm okay with you axing it. I'm not okay with the the phrase. The, the people that are old money don't describe themselves as old money. No, it's a real. It's 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 a it's for for some reason it is caught on. You know, in quiet in, luxury, in, old money in, in the in the social verse, and and yeah, for some reason people think that it's like a very it's like a it's. Look, it's not really like a good thing. Like, it's great if you are old money. I wish I was old money. Who, who among us? I would love to have uh, money to fall back on and but free up my it, stress. It's weird to like try to describe like a look that's just basically kind of like generically European slash Ivy prep. Yeah. As old money. Yeah. I, I I don't know. There's just something very ick about it for me. I agree. And it will not stop populating my various social platforms. And I would like I would like it to stop. I'm okay with like the Ivy descriptor of these things, sure. which I think actually takes care of it much better. Like, but like, the, yeah, the old old money moniker is just kind of it is a little icky. Yeah, it's a little weird. Like, it's just like and like I said, people that are old money will never describe themselves as that. Yes, it's like, so it's weird to try to yes. So it's just it's inherently weird to try to replicate something that the very people like don't like. It's not something that you want to broadcast. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. So I don't know. There's just something very strange about it, and I'm I'm ready for that to be. I'm ready for that to move on. Find another way to describe the look that you're after. <laughs> I only have three more in my total list here. Okay, I'm running low. I've only got a few more too. Let's rip. Let's rip. Let's rip these. This off. is a random one. It's just uh, this is on the, the probably the heels of their uh, their their promotional tour, but I mean, and this is probably on the heels of the bear as well. But just Rachel Senate and. Uh, I don't even. I don't know how to say her name. I've only. A, it's it's Ayo Edebiri. Okay, I've I've only stand her performances in in various uh, things lately. I mean, yeah. she's probably my. Yeah, I. They're just, anything that they do right now. They're getting eyes on it, and they're going to continue getting eyes on it. I don't know how Rachel Sennett emerged from the Idol with less stink on her than all the other people in the Idol, but she did. Yeah. It's because she was like low key, like a like a cult star already from Bodies, 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 and yeah. now this new movie called Bottoms. Yeah, she's very very well respected, as I learned. Very very excited to see that that movie. An up and comer that uh, is one to watch. Yeah, my final two are very connected with each other. All right, let's hear them. Um, I'm gonna go with start with the in. Uh, my in is just like a little too dark. Photos. I've I've noticed people on the TL, and maybe this has maybe this is adjacent to the Night Lux trend. Um, maybe it's just the style of people turning down the exposure on their photos to almost make it like you have to almost squint and like pay a little more attention. Mm. I see it on Tumblr, but I've been seeing it more and more. Uh, I don't want to dox the person that I'm about to talk about because I don't know them and I only follow them through work. 
But there's a person that I've followed lately who works in social and all their photos are like a little dark and I, I really like it. There's okay. something satisfying about it. There's something that's like almost like – it's almost like the lighting being off makes it less like perfect Instagrammy, which leads me to like – I think out is just iPhoneography. I think people are people are going so heavy disposable in film now that just having like a, a dump of photos with just all iPhone taken – I feel like you got to get some mixed media in there. We were at a party recently um, for a friend of the pod, Alex Rycheck, and one of her guests, a, a photographer named Chad Wadsworth, I believe, was taking photos on like a dinky little film camera that I, I don't think it's expensive. I've been yeah. meaning to DM and, a, and ask him what it was because the photos that he took on it, obviously he's a professional photographer. So, you know, my, your results will vary. Mine definitely will. But they looked awesome. Yeah. And I really want that. I really want that camera. Yeah. When, so when uh, we were in... I, but this, yeah, this is the the prevalence of whether it's disposables or Polaroids or little film cameras. I know, I think the young folks are like bringing out the little digitals again. Yeah, like, yeah. That the, They're going all the way back to 2005. The, the idea the of like taking photos on something that's not your phone certainly seems to be having a moment. When we were in San Francisco for the final Dead & Co. shows, I did a, an exchange with my tickets with uh, someone I follow on Instagram. I'm actually wearing a shirt from her right now, Jocelyn Kowalski. Uh, she does uh, some Grateful Dead uh, designs on some products, and she's probably my favorite person that does this kind of stuff. And I knew that she wanted uh, seats on the floor, and I knew that I wanted some seats, and so we, we changed. And she wanted to come meet us. Um, from She was going to stand on the field, and we were just going to be in the seats, and we were just going to say Hi. And uh, she had a film camera with her and she took a photo of Sally and I, and I'm embarrassed by how much I was like, man, I really hope that photo turned out. Yeah, I would love yeah. to have a film version of Sally and I from afar at this like final shows. It was just like a cool thing. And like, it's made me now, I have a disposable camera, not a disposable, I have a film camera that's just like a, a shitty camera um, that I haven't developed anything for, but I've been trying to stick it in Sally's purse or bring it places, take photos of Fritz doing it. But there's something fun about the anticipation of like getting ready getting to see if something it, yeah, turned out. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I've always liked photography in some way. And I almost feel like like the the return to analog and so many hobbies that people have is something that I'm feeling a lot of. And like going, for, I mean, buying a record player, like doing that kind of stuff. I just feel like it's a little more like in my, as I, as I age and have like I'm now with my second child on the way, it's almost nice having like more uncertainty around things than just being able to snap a photo with the iPhone, call it a day and go. Yeah. There's a place for it. But like, I, I do like the analog nature of these things. Yeah. You know, the age old problem. What do you do with all the photos? Yeah, what do you do with them? You know? What do you do with them? Sally's been going through her uh, her photo reel or her photo stream like every day and just looking at that day in history on her phone and mm -hmm. deleting any photos she doesn't know so that her entire like history of photos is just locked in. Smart. The idea of doing that on my phone with all the files <laughs> that I have from work just sounds like the world's biggest undertaking. I don't think I could do it. All right. My last two outs, they're pretty obvious. Um, I'm not breaking any news here. I just felt the need to put them on blast. Um, the bachelor franchise, it's dead. It's, it's de dead. You'd be watching dead golden bachelor. I, look, they almost reeled me back in with that. I do find the concept interesting, but it's too little too late. I will be watching the first episode and that's it. Okay. I will not get sucked in. Yeah. You just want to see what's, what it's about. Yeah, I just want to see like do the did did the bachelor make a good decision or yeah. is this going to absolutely end them for good? Yeah. But like I'm not I'm not watching Paradise. Why why are they starting Paradise in late September? This makes no sense. Idiotic um, move. Idiotic move. And there's just too many franchises that are doing it a million times better whether it's Too Hot to Handle or Love Island. So the Bachelor franchise is dead. And then the last one is uh the Threads app. <laughs> You blew it, Zuck. 
Um, you had a great opportunity and you fucking blew it. Are we killing Be Real too? Is, is Be Real, ne- was that never in? I don't think it, I mean, yeah, sure. I, I, I'm not willing to put Be Real on the dead list. I am actually going to do a live Be Real on the air. Say hi, Barrett. What's up? Wow, we were just real in real time. I only follow about six people on Be Real and they all <laughs> post fairly, fairly consistently. But yeah, Threads is dead. Um, it's really sad because... Uh, I really went all in on threads for about a week. Just what an to opportunity. See, just to see what I could do with the yeah. Sunday Scaries yeah. following. And uh, Sunday Scaries has over 102,000 followers on threads. That's and, amazing. That's and amazing. I just don't think it matters. Yeah. You know, I just yeah. don't think it actually fucking matters. Yeah. Zuck, figure it out. Yeah, maybe if Elon tries to charge literally all of us for I, st- I don't know what he Twitter, can do to get... Um, he's then, done everything he can to get people off Twitter. Yeah. I'm still, I think I'm using it more than I was <laughs> six months ago. I have one more in... It's sort of fashion, but it's sort of just everything. It's velvet. It's the first thing that I wrote down. Um, I saved it for last. And I just, I'm liking I'm liking a crushed velvet anything. I, uh, I walked into CB2 this past weekend. I just, I wanted to, I just wanted to soak up all the velvet, all the chairs, all the little love seats, all the the beautiful bronze couches and, and plush crushed velvet. I, you know, I, 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 I like a sweater in it. I like a jacket in it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just. Uh, I'm okay with this. I'm in, I'm in on velvet right now. I'm okay with this. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I'm running to get any velvet right now, but like, I like a velvet throw pillow. Yeah. If that's on the couch, I might reach over to grab that one and cuddle up. You're with a that robe one. guy. How about it? Can I sell you on a velvet robe? I need a new robe. I think, I think with uh, the second child on the way, I think that it's high time for me to upgrade my at-home stuff. I think I need to get a new robe, and I think I need to get some like actual pajamas. Uh, Randy, I, I had you, uh, come up with some ins and outs yourself. Do you want to, do you want to give us your list? Sure. I got, I got a couple here. Uh, first thing I have on here is retro sports designs. As you can saw on the Abercrombie, the Abercrombie site. I think those are back and it's really unfortunate because I have a lot of good ones, but rooting for Purdue and the bears, I don't feel comfortable wearing them. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Randy. Um, corduroy, of course, something I said that was in, um, something I saw a lot on summer medallions medallions are back not just regular chains people are wearing medallions like you got to get your your chain but then you got to put something yeah, on I get like thing. a pennant or something yeah, okay. like that right. yeah uh ankle socks will i know you're big oh uh, dude you know i that. like an ankle sock <laughs> uh for for my nerds out there xbox and microsoft is is in sony and really the kids are all, they're up on that their uh xbox come out a lot more exclusive sony's been killing it the past like five years with exclusive stuff but microsoft's starting to have its own exclusive stuff so do i need to get fritz like an xbox kind of thing instead of a ps5 for christmas yes you know, buy, uh build him a gaming pc i think he'll like that okay better. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i have on here i looked up some things online uh, uh bomber jackets are still in one i saw was the quicksilver a bomber jacket and it's and it just looks very 80s which makes me say that mustaches are fully back in okay i would say like in the 80s was they kind of got phased out in the 90s are you rocking a mustache right oh, now? oh yeah yeah i think okay. but like a lot of people tried doing them as bits during the pandemic and right then, and like, after all, top gun and after, then all uh, the after women rooster yeah all the women are like wait hold on we we actually like them and guys are like all right we're gonna keep them so you guys might be seeing a mustache out of me when this child's born uh, i might go mustache you, during the paternity uh, the, are you are you the ladies out there you know and at the, the bar scene are they digging the mustaches they are they are digging them. Okay. and you, yeah. i can see definitely a lot of hinge prompts too girls are like wow mu- mullets and mustache combos girls are about which is, is very 80s it takes a cock uh, some some cockiness to have a mustache though i think it sets you up well if you have one once upon a time i put the baseball haircut on my outlist mm-hmm. probably be very recently 
Paul Mescal is really throwing a wrench in that because yeah. um, it, he's he's making it work almost too well. Yeah, he's making everything work a little uh, almost now too it's, well. It's 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 not, a lot of lines it's here, not Barrett. Quite, it's not quite the, the <laughs> it's not quite the baseball cut with like the super high tight sides that are faded and like the it's what it really is. It's like the 808's Kanye haircut. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like just a little bit shorter on the sides and shorter in the front and then kind of just a little long in the back. It's very like British, yeah. but it's, man, it's working for it's me. To, so tell you that much. So yeah, 80s hairstyles and my, like facial hair is so back. Uh, so I could see like some bomber jackets with that coming there. Uh, one thing I saw on GQ was anime villain overcoats. And I, <laughs> okay. I, I, I really enjoyed that one. I'm trying to think. Like, is that just like a giant overcoat? It's or? just a giant overcoat, and I like I, a duster, right? Yeah, I found yeah. it quite. Uh, Did quite Wolverine funny. wear like a, a duster? No, but Neo in the Matrix. Yeah, did. Neo more is that. And that was more like leather, but oh, yeah. Uh, and then on my out list, I have IPAs. I think people are just dunking on people that drink IPAs now. Uh, and it's been out for a while, but I think it's officially dead. Skinny jeans, like even guys are no longer doing skinny jeans. It's been dead for a while, but it's it's officially dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm gonna. I, I need officially to get, official. I need to get rid of all my all the pants that touch my legs. Mm, yeah, you can't be showing your calf muscle. That's nope. for sure. It's out. Yeah, it's done. I don't have any calf. I can't really show any <laughs> muscles through my my wardrobe these days. That's all she wrote. We went long again, man. Yeah. The retail boys won't shut up lately. Ooh. I love it. Yeah. All right, guys. Look, that was fall, fun. Fall, man. They just it just it demands it demands our time. It demands our attention and. um yeah, we'll I feel to, good. We'll, we'll have to chop next week down a little bit. I feel good. I feel good. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week.